Hello, good evening, and welcome to another edition of the Cantina Mekis podcast, uh, coming to you live on a Thursday night, our usual night, but a, a different time because, of course, there's, there's a game on right now. It's halftime between Mexico and Honduras in the Gold Cup quarterfinals, the second game played today at the University of Phoenix Stadium. First game won by Jamaica 2-1 to one over the, those plucky Canucks that uh, uh, came very close to uh, getting the equalizer there and sending it to penalties, but unfortunately did not uh, have luck on their side and uh, uh, succumbed to the Reggae Boys 2-1 to one, who now move to the semifinals and await the winner of the match that we're watching right now between Mexico and Honduras with an early goal by, uh, I want to say Ruben Pizarro because that's my, my, my buddy, my, my announcer friend, uh, who... Uh, I help out when we do Longhorns, el, el, doctor, el doctor Ruben Pizarro. But it was actually Rodolfo Pizarro who scored in the fourth minute for Mexico to make it 1-0, and that's where we stand at halftime. We're doing something a little different tonight. We want to try it out, see if we can uh, – uh, maybe you guys can uh, uh, join us uh, on the chat here. I think that uh, our technical director is going to get a telephone number up and running here shortly. We uh, – as always, appreciate that. And, of course, you can listen to this and all our previous editions. Uh, download from the Podcast Center uh, on Apple iTunes and, of course, from Google Play. My name is John Jagu. Glad to have you guys uh, join us tonight. As always, a, a full complement of savvy Mexican soccer connoisseurs. We have with us out in Escondido, California, Daniel Preciado joins us. Daniel, what are, what are we drinking tonight? Um... I don't know exactly right now. Um, uh, probably going to go the ne- next beer is going to be a Modern Times Amber, I believe it's called. Modern Times Amber. Yeah, that sounds good. Now, are those microbrews out there? Are they a little? Are they a little hoppy? Are they a little hoppy, or is it? Uh, does it taste like, like a more mass-produced uh, beer where they take the hop um, out? It some some go overboard with the hops, um, okay. like with your uh, with the double IPAs and. But some are just like really, really aggressively hoppy and bitter. But no, you you can find everything here. Have everything. have you have you trained your boy to determine like between a hoppy beer and a not and a half of Eisen, and he can like like blindly just go, oh, yeah, that's a that's a porter stout. Uh, just by just by cracking the the. the oh, just by hearing the sound the sound of, no, of the bottle opening that, to tell what it is that first whiff that first oh, whiff okay. you know if it's citrusy it's like, oh okay it's probably an IPA like oh it smells. Yeah. Yeah. So you are you are you are uh, uh, raising I'm teaching a, him. Yeah, absolutely. A, good for you. It's a, it, it's it's a good skill to have. Well, glad to have you on, Dan. It's a pleasure as always. Well, the, the pleasure is all ours. Over a little uh, further uh, south, uh, we have uh, in South Los Angeles a gentleman who has just admittedly woken up because he's working the night shift. But uh, we're glad that he has joined us here in his morning. Joel Aceves joins us from South Los Angeles. Joel, how are you? Doing good, John. You are you are getting ready for the the, the, the Chivas defense, Joel. Uh, I I am ready. I am ready, John. Joel, do they have do, they have do they have enough resources for the siege, or or, or are people going to break through? You know, you know what they lost. They lost against Tigres, uh, and they tied Porto. And and uh, they were close games, you know. 
So I think uh, I think they'll have enough to hang on, at least until the, more of the players get well. As uh, slowly but surely the reinforcements come alive. Uh, yes, sir. Well, we'll uh, we'll we'll be keeping an eye on that, as I'm sure you are. Uh, over in Orlando, Florida, we have with us uh, Rigoberto Ratonayala. Rigo, how are you? I'm good, and yourself? Doing very well, thank you very much. Uh, how are things in Orlando? It's uh, it's hot and it's humid. Yeah. Are and, you are uh, you bullish or bearish on your Chivas to start the season? I'm bullish. I think uh, I think I think it's going to be all right. Things will be all right. I think we'll. Uh, I think we'll we'll make the league and once the league is once we're in the league we'll have the full squad and anything can happen. As um, as as we have seen repeatedly in Liga MX, if you're hot going in, you're the team to beat. Yeah, and I think uh, I think Almeida Almeida's style of play and you you see it like even like with John what Juan said about the Tigres game, we we played against Tigres with a you know with half of team of youngsters and you know we gave them a pretty good match so I think we'll get some guys back we'll get Pizarro and Pineda and Prisuela back and we'll, uh, we'll have a decent season well I hope I hope for your sake that that uh, that that will happen now uh, I heard I heard some ice clinkling earlier who's got the ice clinkling that, that was me John Joel, what, what do we have Joel <laughs> It's a sprite. Well, so you just woke up, so you really—I mean, I understand. So you—you you can't really, you yeah. really can't really like, 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 just jump right into the. No, no morning scotch. In, no, no morning. <laughs> your morning <laughs> bourbon. Uh, no. Yeah. Or as we used to call it back in the old days, of course it wasn't scotch, but the old. Uh, well, maybe I shouldn't say it. <laughs> you guys use your imagination. So, gentlemen, it's uh, it's one zero here at halftime in, uh, in 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 Phoenix at the University of Phoenix Stadium. The stadium is, frankly, I think that Concacaf is probably more than a little disappointed with the turnout. Uh, it's nowhere near a sellout. It doesn't even look like it's half full. The attendance in this Gold Cup has not been uh, as prevalent i think is as as they have in previous editions does that mean that uh, could could we be is this the beginning of the end of uh, of every two year or do you think that they could possibly start but john giving serious consideration playing the gold cup uh, in, in in other countries yes Hoyt. Well, i think they still make money off of the television rights but i, I think if, well, if if they do get rid of the the uh, gold cup Every two years, it will have to do with the uh, League of Nations, uh, League of Nations tournament that Concacaf wants to do. That is gonna that is gonna eat up all the all the friendlies, all the FIFA dates. Yeah, I mean, but if you, I think if you have uh, two Gold Cups and the League of Nations, I think it might just be too much for for some of the fans, you know? Right. Because I was I was doing the math, uh, I do that uh, occasionally, and I was adding up. Uh, Mexico had uh, I think it was it was two friendlies, New York and LA, right? Then they had two qualifiers, 
So that's four. And then they played five games in the in the Confed Cup. So four plus five is nine. They had two more friendlies. That's 11. They're going to play possibly six games here. So they're, they're going to play a whole Liga Mekis season, 17 games from uh, Memorial Day weekend to next Wednesday. So in two months, they would have played 17. You know, they've had 17 Mexico games to, for, to, uh, to have and enjoy on the telly. That's a lot of games. That, that's a season's worth of games. So I can see your point how I think that maybe people are getting a little uh, maybe oversaturated. Maybe, maybe, maybe Mexico and uh, soccer has been maybe, maybe a little overexposed, you know, kind of like when Peyton Manning was playing every commercial had Peyton Manning in it, or like when the black eyed peas were kind of hot, like every possible <clears throat> show on the planet. Yeah. It, where they had musical guests, the black eyed peas were musical guests. So are, are we starting to see that with, 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 uh, with, with Mexican soccer? With Mexico yeah, and, soccer, and, and look, even even like right now for the Honduras game, this Honduras team is is you know, I, I don't recognize anyone, and and you know, that's that's the same with. And like you are that. a big Honduras, you are a big Honduras fan. No, that, well, that's the thing, you know, when when you recognize at least one or two players, it, it gives you something, you know, it, it adds a bit more to the to the to the matchup. Well, they have a couple of good players. They have the uh, the, the the Kyoto guy and Lozano, and then and then the uh, the guys that play for. Uh, no, no, for yeah, no, Dynamo. I don't, I don't doubt it, but I'm saying you you want the recognizable figure, you know, the, the player they they will usually write the story around that one guy. The, another problem is the uh, snobbery. I've seen with a lot of fans that are. Uh, into like the European teams, and then you have friendlies like the Clasico. This this España is going to be in Miami, and Manchester United is in Houston, I think, or Manchester Manchester City is coming to Houston. Yeah, they're actually playing right now. And those uh, are the big, those are the big thing, or even Comebol. Euro, Euro teams are the big thing. Concacaf, I think, is is going downhill in the minds of the casual fans. Like the the faithful Hondurans and Mexicans will still watch, but the casual U.S. fans are going more to a better quality. Because I've heard a lot of complaints about the defense and the play in this whole tournament by a casual U.S. Uh, American, not necessarily Ameri- U.S. fans, but Americans. I think part of the issue, though, is a lot of fans are accustomed to watching leagues that are just way more at a higher, much higher level than what, what we're seeing in this competition. I, Dan, I would say teams. You know, like like the people that say they watch La Liga, they're really just watching Barcelona or Real Madrid right. games. True, true. They're not, yeah, you know, they're not going to watch, uh, you know, Getafe. They're not going to watch Almeria, Getafe. Vallecano, yeah. <laughs> you know, and then same same with EPL. They're watching all the They're top. watching their team in EPL, whatever their team is. <laughs> and, and, of course, it'll either be Arsenal, Manchester United, Manchester City, Liverpool, or Chelsea. You know, those are easily the top five most popular teams uh, in in this country for EPL. You know, but you're be, also uh, talking about Concacaf. I mean, that's what they're watching. I mean, so I, I think if you go into it thinking like used to seeing something like that, and then you watch this, then yeah, it's it's, it's a huge step down for sure. But I don't know. I, I I personally have been okay with the. I mean, 
you know what you're going to get with this competition. I, I, I'm not, I haven't been too, too, in fact, I've been actually pleasantly surprised with El Salvador. They were great. I mean, they, I think they're on the right path. Yeah, both El Salvador and, and Curaçao. Uh, the teams that didn't make it out of Mexico's group, I think, would have probably, you know, had their had had their 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 luck been better in a draw. You know, you know, probably would have. Well, I guess Salvador didn't make it out, didn't it? But uh, yeah, I think well, that I, think, I think I think Salvador needed a risk more. Uh, in the I think Jamaica if, game, I think they needed a risk more. I think if USA doesn't, you know, get, bring all their reinforcements, and they play with the same team they had in the group stage, it would have been a, a closer game versus El Salvador. Well, it was still relatively close, uh, you know, but it was you know the same thing that happened, uh, you know, as y'all said in the in, in the Mexico game with El Salvador happened in the U.S. game. Because El Salvador didn't score, they did get the goal against uh, against Mexico, and it was unfortunate for them. I mean, they had they had some clear chances. It did not happen for them, and then of course the U.S. as and not just the U.S. but you know any team that. You know, if, if you miss a chance like that, are very good at, at, at paying back, and, and then U.S. did that. And uh, we saw Mexico do the same thing to El Salvador as well. But, uh, but, but you're right, though, Dan. I mean, there are some teams that, uh, that, that, looked, that looked a lot better. Oh, my God. Oh, come on. Why don't they shoot? Why, Why are you always going to do the extra? That was a one time. That was a one timer right there. It was a. It was a hard pass into the back of the net. It's uh, something we were talking about before, ahead of time. That was Elias. Why isn't it that the Mexico players, uh, instead of like trying to think they have to rip the net, you know, you know, clean through with the ball, can't they just you know just find the spot where the keeper is and just pass it in the net and and it's going to be you know it may not be as pretty. But it's oh, but it still on. counts. Just watching the replay here, and it's like, come on, is he lefty? Is that why? Pulido had a similar he's, goal he's... to what you're describing. I, I want to say in the Liga, he had a goal like that, where he just passed it in the net. Yeah, he won the final. Andres, Andres Iniesta. I mean, there were times where he shot and he scored, but I mean, if he, if he was scoring, it was because he did just that. Like he'd be he'd be the last guy on a give and go, and he's like, oh man, the goalie's over there, so I'm gonna put it over here, and he got a ton of goals that way. He was uh, he he was quite good at that, but uh, back to the uh, back to the level play of the Gold Cup. So there have been some teams that have surprised. Uh, I, mean, I do believe that Curacao has proven at least to themselves that uh, that they can that they can compete uh, with the other teams, even though they lost. I think that they were still very competitive, and there's no reason to think that 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 they can't. Uh, uh, we put forth the resources and the effort to, to qualify for the hex uh, in the, for the upcoming, not for 2018, obviously, but for 2022. And I think that's how the same way. I think that as long as they, and as Pajaro, Pajaro Picón told us last week, uh, you know, as long as they stay on the path and don't give in to their usual demons, then uh, they have a pretty good chance to make the hex as well. So hopefully uh, that'll happen because frankly, they were two very entertaining sides. And uh, if, if we're going to, if we're going to have to uh, watch Concacaf, if, if if that's our lot in life, then at least make it entertaining. And they've made it entertaining, and I think that that's all we can ask for, right? I think if Mexico had lost like that, maybe some people would be bitching less, right? You know, like attacking, attacking. They played pretty at times. They just had no end product, unfortunately. 
No, they didn't. And, uh, you know, but they, they could get that one guy that could, you know, really make a difference for them if they could, you know, if they could find him on the island. It'll be, uh, it'll be, it'll, it'll be interesting for them. Now, Mexico in this game got off to a real quick start with that one, uh, that fourth minute goal. So what, what, what would, uh, what would Mexico have to do in this game to call off the dogs at least at least for 24 hours? Uh, I mean, I don't think they have to do much more. But I mean, to to to, to appease uh, the yeah. critics, to two more goals, los, los haters. Two more goals, probably. Two more goals, and no chances for for Honduras. But that's just going to give them. They'll just go to the default argument of. Oh, but it's, it's Honduras. Well, the worst Honduras, Honduras. in the history of, of, of Honduras. Yeah. We hear that a lot, actually, on this podcast. Yeah, I'm, surp- um, he's, I'm sure he'll mention it uh, as soon as he gets back on the line. Yeah. So uh, you're probably right. But no, the, the complaints are going to come in the next game when he changes all the players from this lineup. Yeah. So we'll just have to wait. <laughs> I they... mean, I'm surprised, I'm surprised he didn't make any changes at halftime. We can just score one more goal here, and then and it'll be all right. It'll be calm. The next game, when it changes up, like a lot of play. yeah, I, I think if, I think if they score one more goal, that it's fine. The way it started out, actually, I was, uh, I mean, Honduras was totally frazzled, and I thought, man, this could be, uh, this could get ugly very quickly, and it could have, and, and unfortunately, it, it it didn't. I I really dislike. I, I really dislike. Orbelin? I'm just gonna say I really you dislike, dislike Orbelin playing. No, I, I dislike him playing on the wing. I feel like he just uses oh, yeah, productivity. It's, it's yeah, it you, you're, you're wasting. You waste his productivity. Wow. So that uh, that guy out of the kid really like like that's exactly what Mexico needs right there. He broke up the fight. Oh, that should have been a red card. Let me check. Yeah, that should have been a red card. Oh, he stepped on him. It was sort of. What's our really going to do? Let's just say if the ref saw it, it would have been a red card. The ref didn't see it, so it's not. It looked like he was cleaning his shoe, John. (laughs) Yeah. Chiki Marco would have seen that, and he wouldn't have hesitated at all. He gently tapped him. It was soft. It was soft. Yeah, you guys are seeing the uh, the super duper slow mo. Don't forget. Yeah, even though that was soft, it wasn't a stomp. Is it worse or um, than the bite than the that uh that the U.S. player got? Uh, you know, I did I did not see that actually happen. I think he got he got his, he got he got tweaked. He got tweaked. <laughs> <laughs> that was well, a, did, didn't uh, didn't Denmark once get like bitten like uh, like 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 kissed on the ear, or kissed on the cheek or something? Yeah, yeah against Honduras, and yeah. it got red carded. Well, that's because Denmark headbutted him or or punched him or something. Well, he, yeah, he elbowed him. Yeah, in the chest. You don't do that to Denmark, and he knew it. That was an easy troll. But Dempsey, that guy didn't even see what they were doing to Dempsey, though. Well, he was short enough to be just perfectly, like, his mouth was just perfectly shoulder level. So he just had to just lean forward and... Ow. Took a big bite? 
it wasn't even a big bite. At least, I mean, apparently there were teeth marks. I saw a picture of it. it it's technically, I guess, they are text teeth marks, but I mean, I thought it was a bit much. Not a tactic you would use, Dan? No, I'm not. I'm not. No, actually, I. Uh, if You're I can get away with it, I probably would. You're a lot more subtle with your with your dark arts. I would try to get away with it, yeah, but no, I don't think I'm above it. You would be like that uh, that German player, Chicharito, totally took him out of his game for was it, like five ten minutes. Um, usually, you know, just in, in every when I when I competed in sports, um, I was a bit of a talker. Oh yeah, yeah, I like to talk a lot. So that 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 I guess that was the extent of my dark arts. I didn't try to do anything else. <sighs> Too much on that pass. You are right there, Rigo. Yeah, was, he had him. He had put too, too much pepper on that. Yeah, they should be shooting from out there. Huh? They should. I thought I thought Pinel was going to take it, but yeah. well, that's the life of, of watching the Mexican national team. Is that nine times out of ten they'll they won't take the shot. It's frustrating, or they'll try to control it. You know, I've often wondered, I mean, do they feel like they're like an all-star team and then they have to play like an all-star, you know, type game where like, like they're trying to showboat a little? I'm not just saying about Mexico. I mean, is, is that why players? No, I think it's a lack of confidence. They don't trust themselves to have the technique to. But but they do when they're not playing, control it. When they're playing, when Orbelin is playing, you know, Ver- Veracruz, he won't hesitate to take shots. It's an error. It's an error of superiority that they have in CONCACAF where they think that they can walk it in. Because, like, if you walk it in, like, on the playground in Mexico, you walk it in, you just dominated somebody. And, and well, they, I, think, I think you could say that about any playground. Well, they, when, if they do that against these teams, they, you know, they feel they have capability. You mean that the way that, like, like the way that the Germans were doing it to Mexico? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly, but Mexico was uh, terrible. They walked, they walked two of them in. They're terrible in defense. Pretty much I do see them. I do see them trying to play through the wings a lot, and I don't know if that's just part of what uh, Osorio wants them to do. Like they they look for the wing. They, they look to spread the ball out to the wings. It looks like uh, Pineda's back in the middle. Yeah, I see that. And Gallardo has pushed up to like. Uh, Like but a left wing. The wings, I think, is a, a Mexican type of thing. You know, these guys watch Barcelona and they idolize Messi and all this stuff. Messi would take shots all the time from the from outside of the area. If Messi has an opening, he's going to take it. Yeah, I mean, so, if he's inside of thirty yards, forget forget about it. There, there's perfect opportunities for them to look like Messi on certain occasions, but he also does do those passes like to walk it in as well. But he's got like pinpoint passing. Yeah, but he also also does that when he has like like right there five guys on him. Yeah, true. And he's got Suarez in there to finish it. I guess we're not we're not playing as well. A lot of the times when you when you're outside the area and you go to take a shot, you know if the defender's in a proper position to block it. So you know if you're gonna actually make it or not. Which is sort of a, a gamble and a high percentage. I mean you could always get between their legs and stuff like that, but I just think you you, you get a lot of good 
you get a good amount of garbage goals by taking those shots. Like a lot of U.S. Yeah. type of goals Bounces. off a rebound, and then right. like you know, the, if you if you blast it hard enough, um, and the keeper can't control it, can't parry it out, then you know it. it you have a guy like Chicharito in there to to clean up the mess, but yeah, I don't know. Because I know we talked about it. I, I really seriously doubt that that's direct instruction that they're getting from the coaching staff not to take a shot. So it's kind of a mystery. Okay, so Univision is doing this thing with a little talk about Bizarro's goal. Had it been me doing that, I would said, okay, now let's look at the second play because somebody tipped that, and I and the replay was not conclusive or not as to whether or not he was offside on the play. It looked like like his with the rule of offsides is like if, if any part of the of your body that you can score with is offsides, then you're offside. So if your toe is offsides, you're offsides. If your knee is offside, you're offside. But if your hand is offside, then that's okay. And it looked like his leg was offside on that. Pizarro? I thought Pizarro yeah. was onside. If, any, if anything, it would have been... Uh, yeah, but did, did, but did you see the tip? Hey, hey now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought... Dina, grown man, him. naked. Elias Hernandez was in front of him? I thought maybe he would have been offside. But, well, uh, we have, but what the... I'm saying is that that guy tipped it. So, I mean, it wasn't a clean pass from Dueñas to Pizarro. Mm-hmm. So when he tipped it, was Pizarro offside. Pizarro offside. Uh, and I, and I, 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 th- I think that part of his... Like his, like his, the front part of his leg was, so that should have been an offside. I'm not sure he tipped that. He did tip it. Trust me, he did. Because on the super slow mo, you see the ball hit his foot and it changes rotation. He he definitely tipped it. Gonna read one minute. But the thing is, that I I don't think that the that the uh, it was such a small tip that the that the flag the, the flagman would not have seen it. But I think that that's uh, that's one that would if that VAR would have been overturned. Yeah, they would overturn that. that. You never know. If they, they wouldn't have seen the tip, probably. That was one All of right. those. And, and to me, the, 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 if, you, if you really want to fix VAR, this is how you fix VAR. You do, you do it on you – you say VAR is only going to be used for, for goals that are scored and you know, possible, possible red card plays. And then – then you can start adding stuff. Because, I mean, to make everything available, it just, it just makes it too convoluted. And I do think that they should give a coach a challenge. I think, I think a coach should, should, be, should be given the opportunity once a game to challenge whether or not it was a goal or whether or not it was a whatever, a penalty. I think that would, that would make it very interesting. Uh, what, co- what, coach would, what coach would say no to that? I think they're having the option as a challenge. I think it's 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 interesting because it takes some of the some of that CD element out 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 of the equation a little bit. Like if there is a little bit of a tom a tomfoolery going around where they're 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 purposely you know turning a blind eye or something, then if you have that that in your back pocket, then I think it would probably help because. I, I I don't know I I don't know about you guys but like that what is it against Portugal I kind of felt that they were never going to call that against in favor of Mexico just like you oh, knew you that they were the, going to uh... call the penalty against Mexico and against Holland I just don't think 
Mexico is a team that's going to get those calls typically. Uh, at the FIFA side. level? Yeah. CONCACAF level, yes. I mean, we just saw an example of that. Yeah, but I, I wouldn't necessarily say that the referee was at fault there. Because or the because I I don't think the the, the headlines the uh, the headlines but the, the linesman saw the tip because he's probably blocked because he's standing with ultimo but so he would never would have seen it. No, I, I mean I'm, I'm, yeah. I I saw it too. I didn't even think yeah. it, it was, there was a flick either or a tip. Uh, but uh, I'm just saying like in general, um, Mexico doesn't seem and they like I mean they'll they'll get an offside that where the guy was like three yards offside. I'm super. I'm watching. Now, I'm, I'm rewinding. Mexico, it. It's super hard to see if it. From the angle that they show on ABC on if he touched it or not, it's just it's just it's is just it, the angle. Do you, have the, do you have the super slow, the ground angle, super slow mo, because that that's the way it shows it. No, no, I, I was watching the you know the one they just showed right now, uh, like a, like a minute ago, like that when he when he back. Right, yeah, yeah, no, you won't see it on that one. You'll see it on the on the on they have a super slow mo ground angle. That that's the only way you can see it. I mean, seriously, it's because it's it's super slow mo. But but isn't that what isn't that what the the, the replay technology or the replay is supposed to show? Yeah, show? yeah I mean, all if it's the not angles. a legitimate goal, then it shouldn't be a legitimate goal. You know, I don't think anybody have a problem with that. But but uh, in- interesting point you raised there, Dan. With uh, okay, with uh, with what you said there, as far as you don't think the Mexico would get the calls. I remember the game against France in 2010 where they did get the calls. They got a a very iffy, iffy, iffy penalty uh, called in their favor against France, but I think I think that was more a punishment to France than it was giving Mexico a chance uh, to uh, to win. I guess I'm just thinking more in recent memory. Uh, it just um, Ar- like flashes of Argentina. Well, you know, they did take a goal away from uh, Abuelo Cruz against the Germans in uh, in, in Monterrey. That's my friend uh, Ruben Pizarro, the, uh, the doc, uh, Midoc, was the uh, he was the guy in charge of the anti-doping back then at the uh, Nuevo León. So he was he was at all the games at the at that stadium, and uh, that that's you know that, that those are the first things he says. He says you know it was quarters final contra Alemania. He, he says le anularon el gol al abuelo y México perdió. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one thing he remembers. Is that they, he said it happened right in front of him. He said it was it was it was a, it was a complete BS call. So, so Mexico just Mexico Mexico just made their first change. Their first sub was came in. It was uh, Chaka for Jesus Molina. I so, don't mind that. So so what was it? So who gets moved in, into uh, Molina's position? Is it uh, Alvarez? Is it Alvarez or is it That's uh, what I would assume. Or, or, or Orbelin? I think it's Alvarez based looks on like who's Alvarez. on the field. Yeah, looks like it's Alvarez. So Alvarez and uh, Dueñas is, uh, you know, it's, it's actually, that's not too bad. I think Alvarez is playing himself into the World Cup. He's having a really <laughs> good... Uh, he plays really well. He's very and versatile. He's, and if he can play three different positions. You know, that was my one. When when Piojo uh, released his World Cup roster, uh, 
I don't think anybody had any. I've never seen – there was no, like, not even 10 minutes of debate about the roster. I think everybody agreed those are the best 23 players Mexico can send. I mean, no, there was no – who didn't make you – know, there was none of that. But the, the, the last guy that seemed like he made it was, was Carlos Salcido. I thought, man, that's a good pick. Uh, you know, he's can play uh, central. He can play wing back. And if you absolutely have to have it as a DM, unfortunately, that was where he had to play against Holland. And it just uh, – it was unfortunate. Not that he couldn't play it well, but you know they would just—it was—it was not his best position of what he could do for 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 Bjork. In fact, he'd come in against Cameroon in like the 85th minute, and, and then he brought him in as uh, to to take out one of the centrales. So you're playing, you're my central because you're you're the the fat, you're still our fastest central uh, that we got. Thirty-seven thousand in attendance in Phoenix. Wow, that's like low. that's like barely half the stadium. Didn't they get like fifty thousand in uh, against uh, the against El Salvador the first, the first game? El Salvador, yeah. But keep in mind, El Salvador travels well. Salvador, yeah. They they apparently had, they had the majority yesterday in in Philly. So I think that uh, was probably maybe explains that it was because it, it was. I mean, that it would. I mean, clear, clearly. Mexico uh, outnumbered the the El Salvador fans, but still they they, they were they were hurt. So I'm pretty sure they were they, they they filled up the seats too. They all made the the the, the trip from LA. I mean, do you think that do you think it's also part partly that Mexico's just been playing bad? I think well, I don't think it's that they've been playing bad. It's I think the list have, they have fatigue, man. That's Mexico fatigue. I mean, you know, in Phoenix last year they got to see him play Uruguay, you know, with 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 and then and a good game to boot. With you know the the absolute best players they had, I think part of the reason though that a lot of Mexicans aren't going to the games is because of the players that are on the column. <laughs> I think everybody sees it as a Moleto tournament. I think that's what it's been sold, um, like by the media, you know. And, and when you, I think that's that's a big part of it. Well, when you don't have Chicharito, you don't have Gio, you don't have any of those names to to put seats on. Um, Put uh, fence in the seats, and you the one big name that they did have to put in the seats was uh, was Alan Pulido, and he got hurt. Go ahead, go ahead, Joel. Well, it's also the prices; it's pretty expensive now. I mean, and you know, to pay for a midweek game, all that money, you know, and including parking and beers, ten dollars a pop. Yeah, so I mean, you, you're already gonna get to see the tournament on TV. And and just because Mexico plays so many games, it's not like before where Mexico only came a few times a year. I mean, it seems like they play in Phoenix every year, twice, twice a year. So, you know, maybe this would have been with this would have been, and, and and I'm sure that the reason that this game was in Phoenix, thinking, well, our Mexico fan, our Mexico fan base is there, so you know, we'll get it, we'll get a good, uh, we'll get a good gate out of it. And you know, I think the gate obviously could have been. Yeah, for, for this, it makes me think, John, for the um, League of Nations, uh, if they do it, how many games is, is Mexico going to play in the U.S.? Well, that's the thing, Joel, is that I think that what that does is that that opens them. Well, do the, uh, the Central Americans already play in the U.S. too, don't they? Yeah, no, but I'm saying, for example, if, you, if you're playing, especially like a team like, who was the World Cup qualifying match? Was it against Belize? And right. Mexico played them in Houston? Yeah, and I went to the yeah. one when they played Granada. Was that who it was, or was it Guyana? I forget. One of the G's. 
and that was at at uh, at, uh, at the BBVA in Houston as well. And that was the game where they didn't. They was zero zero like in the minuto ochenta. That was like the beginning of the of the Chepo Funk. And they scored five goals in ten minutes to make it, you know, at least to make it look respectable. But yet the fans, I mean, those fans had turned on them. It was it was bad. It was bad. Yeah. So I mean, <coughs> yeah. This this cup's always been a, a bit of a stretch. It's never really benefited Mexico. Well, I uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with you there, partner. Uh, I think that that it has benefited Mexico. I think when 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 it's used correctly now, uh, in '09 when Vasco came on, I mean the Gold Cup was like a, was like heaven sent, kind of like the Copa, the Copa America was for him when he started in 2001. I mean he, you know he gets, you know this 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 tournament, you know, to to see what he has with his players. So I think the Gold Cup in that sense has helped, and I don't think I don't think any of us uh, that, that are on this podcast right now didn't have the biggest effing smile on their face when Mexico beat the U.S. 4-2 in the, in the 11th, thinking that, oh, my God, this, like, this, this is happening. Like, we're, like, we're happening, boy. It's finally no, happening. No, but this, this is the second one. I'm, the one that, that is always played close to the World Cup. Right. That's yeah, the, the one like that's the not good. It's a bit like the, the 09 one was terrific for, for, for Vasco. He, I mean, he gave, uh, you know, that, that's when Gio really kind of made a name for himself in the national team. And then Vela was terrific, too. And, yeah, uh, but see, when you have like a process, it could start hurting you because La Volpe, you know, he was already deep into his process, and that Gold Cup, the team didn't do good, and it hurt him. He was actually going to get sacked if he had a bad result against Honduras, which was the he was his opening game, and they ended up winning. Who's this? Effort, uh, for La Volpe. When he played, because he he played the first the first Gold Cup is the one Mexico hosted. But yeah, then but, he, the, no, but the, but the, the second, second one he had was right after the Confed Cup, and their first game was yeah. Mexico, and he lost. I know, but but that's what I'm saying. It hurt him, and and going into the hex, they were gonna they were gonna sack him, and this was one of the FMF uh, dirigentes that admitted he was in one of the talk shows, and he said how. He was talking about how difficult sometimes it is to, to you know, like for the procesos and and to to get support. And he was saying how they were already like making plans of who was going to replace him had he lost against Costa Rica. I mean, I think this tournament is good in in that it allows you to see a lot of the guys that normally wouldn't get call ups. Or that wouldn't make the you know the twenty three, and see how they play under like 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 for example like I mean we're seeing a lot of guys on on this team that have potential to be on the on the senior team. Yeah, you know um, I, I agree I agree hundred percent with that, but the fans I, don't don't see it that way, and they're seeing that as entertainment. And if the team that you put the product I should say by this point the product you put in the field it's not going to entertain them. They're just gonna turn against it. I mean, but this, at at the, at the same time, like we've been getting crappy product in the United States for a long time. <laughs> like it's, it doesn't matter who the names are. Like yeah, these guys because, aren't coming. Those, that's not necessarily true, though, because the uh, the to me the the real moleros were the the, the non FIFA date games and Mexico. Like even in the La Volpe era, era, 
had a ton of those. And uh, be, be, because of the fact that uh, that they didn't have that many Europeans playing, uh, that would be called up to the national team. They only had Rafa. That was it. I mean, me, so, me so, personally. But now that here in the U.S., if the U.S. is playing or Mexico is playing in the U.S. In a, in a, on a friendly, it's a fecha FIFA, which means they can bring the superstars and those are the ones that sell tickets. So, yeah, so, so as, as Dan was saying, you know, this is the uh, – this is the undercard. No, but what, what I'm saying is it, it hasn't mattered. Like, I mean, I'm just saying from, from what I've seen, it doesn't matter if you bring the superstars to the U.S. Like, yes, those, those guys, you know, bring the money in. You're still, not, you're, still, you're still not getting quality soccer. You're not getting, you know, like good victories. So that's um, what the Copa America was supposed to be last summer. The Copa America was supposed to be the – you guys have put up with Moleros for 20 years. So now we're going to play some some meaningful games for y'all, and and to reward you. And you guys are going to support the hell out of us, and we're going to reward y'all with 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 winning the tournament. And and it uh, it did not happen. Like I I refuse to go to any more games for Mexico in the U.S. I just I'm I've I've been to like three or four, and they always draw, and it's against crappy teams. And I'm just like I'm not going to waste my money on that anymore unless I'm going as press. Beers ten dollars a game. Yeah. Ten dollars well, twenty to twenty to twenty five dollars for parking. I think the last game I went to, I paid one hundred fifty bucks to sit like fifty yard line. Like, hey, I'm not gonna do that anymore. I would rather go to Mexico the, and watch them play in Mexico. Really, what about I'm the ones very, that pay the uh, like the three hundred bo- three hundred bucks a pop to sit uh, right behind the uh, the ad boards? That's terrible. <laughs> and it's always full. There's a lot of rich I mean, people, man. I mean, in New York, when I when I when I lived in New York, you'd go to a game and you're looking at like 150 to 300 dollars for tickets, and then like 25 dollars for parking, and the beer is ridiculous. And then it's like a four hour commute to get back. There's only one way in and one way out, you know, from Jersey into New York. They don't so have a train station at the at the stadium. There is, but for the most part, you drive because you, like, unless unless you live in Manhattan, you're not really taking the train so we would we would always drive and it would be like three four hours to get to cross george washington bridge and it's to me it's, it stopped being worth it like a while ago at least here in orlando it's a lot easier to get in and out of the stadiums um but in new york it was, it was terrible and people still go i mean i have tons of friends that still go and i'm like ah, i'll watch it on tv the the rose bowl's notorious qualcomm's pretty terrible um. Yeah, there's a yeah. I mean, that's that's one thing I do enjoy about 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 Orlando is like for for sporting events, it it's it's pretty easy to get in and out. Ticket pricing isn't that bad. So did that hit the post or did he save that? Well, I guess we're. Gonna I thought it hit the post. It. It's a hell of a shot. Dude, he saved that. Holy smokes. Oh, shit. Wow. I wish you would have let that go in, kind of. That would have been badass. It was still a great save. Man, Orbelina is so good, man. He just has such... I think Orbelina has the game... 
that that would do really well in a, in a much better league. I think he could he could hold his own anywhere. Yeah. You know, there are he's plenty a, of little a, there are plenty of little guys that play soccer and do it and do it really well. I think he's in his position he can get away with it. He's just very good box to box. Yeah, but he has such good ball control. I mean, that that, that ball control, that's what like, makes it so dangerous. And then like and then like he's able to change his speed up. Like yeah. I was gonna say, he's shifty. Yeah. How, how many how many years do you want Orbelin to play at uh, Chile? You want him to go the whole career? You want him to be uh, he, he, yeah. Chile por vida? We have, and we haven't had one in in a long time. We, we Last just, one was uh, was uh, Reynoso, right? I don't even remember, I, and I don't think we even see players like that anymore. See, you know? I forget that we have another 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 Chivarmando on the show. Raton, what about you? Who who's the last uh, last Chiva de por vida that played for for Chivas? Chiva de por vida. Damn. From from Stem. Juan That's who I was thinking. Was was he at the club the whole time? He started at Monterrey. He was brought as a fringe player, and he ended up, you know, becoming one of the best in his position. Salcido. What about uh, Reynoso? Yes. No, Salcido left to Europe. Salcido left to Europe. Oh, that's right. That's right. And he played with Tigres. Yeah, you know but what? I, I'm, he's, given that he's still there, you, you could kind of say he's he's been with the team a long time. You know, you could indirectly Salcido. blame blame Tuca for uh, for Chepo's problems because Tuca was the one that moved Salcido to the middle to play as his uh, contención. He did okay, but Chepo would still call him up. He's like, "Oh, you're playing contención, so I'm going to play your contención." And, he, and he was terrible at it at the international level. <laughs> and Mexico played a year with Sal- with this, you know, with this. I mean, Salcido's a great player, but he was no, he just wasn't a good contención. He was a troncos, you know, just he just he was not. Was know, this had, MLS Rafa also? Uh, you know, it may have been. Or or Rafa, or Rafa may have been in Verona. I don't care if he was in Verona or MLS. No, Rafa was. He, I think, he had returned to. Uh, to Leon, and he had that one bad season. They had him, and uh, was it Neri? No, Ra- Rafa didn't go to uh, Leon until af- after. Oh, no, no, you're right, you're right, you're right. Well, for, for a while, though, Rafa, Rafa had, had, had quote unquote retired after, after, the, uh, after, the, after the 2011 Gold Cup. He didn't play, uh, Chepo yeah. wasn't using him. There, there was a lot of players that that their form dropped, and then by the World Cup they just picked it up. <laughs> hey, Guardado, Guardado, that was yeah. playing well, so bad, and he even and then people. I remember arguing with people that would say that it was because of the tactics, and I'm like, dude, even when he has a bunch of space and enough time with the ball, he still can't even send a decent cross. You know, it's like that's how you know a player's playing bad. You only has all the time in the world to make a decision, and he still. Messes it up. I thought it was. I think I thought it, it was key for what else career when they moved him more to in, in a centralized role. When he was playing on the wing, I think in the Chepo era, he was just it's not good. He was not good anymore. Well, I think the injuries caught up to him where he lost that uh, some of his speed. Yeah, and he also lost his shot. So he, so people were 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 facing him a lot more because they knew that he wasn't going to shoot as much. But once not- once 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 Bioha moved him into the middle, he just improved like exponentially 
Yeah, and Masa was another one that was just playing terrible, and and then he gets called to the World Cup. And and John, I know you were saying people weren't complaining, and I know that was that was probably the one player a lot of people didn't want. Masa. Yeah, you know yeah. he was, he was, he was fine. Not not going in, not going into the World Cup, he wasn't. But at the World Cup, he had a really good tournament. <laughs> yeah, but he was. Good, good. When he went to Spain, I was, I, was, I, was, I was surprised when he went to Europe because I didn't think he was that good when he when he left. And then he went to Europe and he came back and he just he was a whole different player. He had a lot more ball control and a lot more presence in the in the box. And I I, I thought on the national team he was very he played very well. Yeah, but but uh, uh, Joel is right. He did. Hey, I mean, but everybody everybody was playing. The only one that wasn't playing bad. Was Oribe, and then he hurt himself in the Conca Champions, and he wasn't available for for four months. You know, he wasn't available for the Confed Cup. He wasn't available for uh, for the Gold Cup. And when he came back, he started scoring goals, and then he scored what? Geez, he scored what six or seven goals? Because he scored he scored every goal in the in the hex. I know that. Except for Raul, but he scored in every game. Yeah, well, he benched Chicharo. I mean, that was that's how good yeah. he was playing. And then he scored, you know, the the he scored four goals against or, or whatever the hell it was, five goals against New Zealand. Dude was on fire, and they missed well, him for four months. Looks like Osorio's job is safe for another week. <laughs> There's already rumors of a of a coop uh, building. The shadows, John. I heard. I, I heard the uh, the T word. Yes. Duke's yep. name is being mentioned. John's. I'm not gonna lie. I have a um, look. I don't. You sound empty. I don't want it to happen. I, I was a little empty. Thank you. I don't want. I mean, because if, if that happens, that means Mexico's playing badly, and that's not, you know, as a fan, it's not really what you want to see. But if things have to happen, you know, if they have to break a certain way, then you know, so be it. And but see, that's the thing. Right now, things aren't even going. I mean, they're, they're if not. he gets fired, it's 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 because of the two games. And and well, you know what, Dan? One of the reasons, you know, one of the main reasons why they why they want to sack him is is because of. Uh, you know the patrocinadores are not too happy. You know, ratings are down. Uh, you guys, you guys mentioned the stadium attendance; it's not that good, and uh, t-shirt sales have been poor. So, actually, jersey, jersey sales haven't been good. So, they need to spice that up heading into the World Cup. I don't see how a new coach does improves jersey sales. The play of the team. I think Adidas needs to step it up, personally. Which jersey? This, this regular T-shirt that they have out there. Yeah, the uh, the the Rey Mysterio shirts were pretty nice. But, Which but one were the Rey Mysterio shirts? The ones from 20, 2014. Oh, with the little like lightning thing on them across the middle. Yeah, wasn't that like a, a wasn't that an homage to his mask? That was a power. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm being dead serious. That's a, a Power Ranger one, man. <laughs> well, I thought it was a Rey Mysterio. Those are disgraceful. 
I like those actually. Uh, I mean, the '98 World Cup jersey is still the best one ever. Absolutely, far and away. And uh, they had a they had they had a jersey before that the. I think it was before the 2010 World Cup by Adidas that kind of did some sort of like Aztec design into it, but they they didn't end up using it in the World Cup. They used a black jersey instead. Well, the most uh, the most badass alternate I've always thought was the one they wore in '94 with uh, the eagle wing that was going across the top. Oh yes, the white. The Man, white that the was white a good looking kid. uniform with the red shorts. That was a good looking uniform. It's a numbral, right? Yeah, and and it was Umbro, and if you saw um, Campos uh, multicolor kits, you will see that there's a tape over over his. Uh, oh, because he wasn't wearing Umbro, but he had he yeah, had no choice. He had Nike, but you could you could you will see like it's taped up. He had no yeah, choice. Yeah, by the by the time the '98 World Cup rolled around, he was not allowed to wear any of those, right? He was wearing. He was wearing the. No, yeah, they, they had. To, he they was had using to, whatever kit was what yeah. the team wasn't wearing. He didn't get a kit until the Germany game, which of course then they lost. But he couldn't wear the white one because, you know, Germany wears white. Yeah, that white kit actually was pretty sweet too. That yeah, was, it was beautiful. Yeah, it was. It was just a great look. And then I love the, uh, the wavy flag lines on the shorts. I mean, the, that thing was. Was as over as over the top as a uniform could get, and it and it all worked really well. And I mean, I wish Adidas did it did this for the, for the Mexico now. Wait, that was Abba though, right? Abba Sport. Yeah, that was Abba. Yeah. Abba Sport. But I mean, but I mean, uh, Nike's doing the retro America jersey, and I don't think they did the original the original one. That that, that no, that yeah, retro- that was Adidas too. But I mean, it's it's just you know they're not like copying it. Yeah. Completely. Now, the, the new jerseys that I think are, are outstanding are the uh, the new Chivas jerseys with the, with the Wichol pattern. That is yeah. really cool. If, if I were Chivas fans, then that, that might be one that I would have to have. Yeah, I'm waiting for it to come out so I can get them. Both of them. And, and the fact that it has no sponsor it makes it look so much better. Yeah, like, not- that, like that America jersey would be like so much better if it didn't have the Home Depot logo in the middle. Oh, yeah, that really <laughs> They, but I mean, there's a, I, there's a video a nice on jersey. how to take it out. Um, oh, there is? Yeah. You, I mean, not that I'm getting one, but we're only America fans. But I just think it's a nice jersey. I just. But what's with the star, the the, the iron on star? Oh, oh man, I saw an, I saw an interview with Higuera trying to like like pass it off as like it's something that's happening in Europe. I'm like, stop with the fucking bullshit. <laughs> I'm like, nobody in Europe is doing this. He's like, oh yeah, it's new, it's new technology. All the teams in Europe are, are doing it. They're ironing on stars. Because... Yeah, that's what I said. They wanted the fans to be part of the experience of the toaster. I was like, come on. Well, well apparently, I... they, apparently, it's yeah. because they designed the jersey <laughs> during the season, so they couldn't change the crest at at this point now. Unbelievable. That's the that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. That's uh, the cheapest I, thing I, I've I think, ever heard. Well, I, I don't know about design. I heard they went into production before thinking, thinking before they didn't the thinking end. they weren't going to win. Well, it's because they got so used <laughs> to not winning championships that it, you can understand why they'd want to get right. <laughs> no, I don't think the company was probably even thinking, and they just went. It just went into before the league ended, and all of a sudden, you know, team has another star. 
Come on. But isn't that star like a different, different size and color? Yeah, it's a different yeah. size. It's like, it's, it's bigger and it's a gold. So where does it go? <laughs> you know what? Put it on you your you want. You want. I oh. kind of like though what, what Santos has done with their jerseys now with the, with their sponsors. They just kind of made the, the sponsors like incorporated the same, to the same color scheme. So at least it hides it better. Right. Yeah. So if the, if the America jersey was just at Home Depot in, in the same color as the, as the, I guess at that point it would have been blue, then no one, no one would have had a problem with it. Cause I like it, cause it ends up looking like NASCAR. It's good. It's good. It clashes, but you know, um, I will, I will say. Leon's jersey looks like NASCAR. Right? That, uh, that it used to be a lot worse. The jerseys used to be, I mean, how many sponsors did Chivas have? I mean, they used to have like 10, 11 sponsors on the front, on the back, on, on, on the left cheek, on the right cheek, on the socks, on the dude, shoes. I, Dude, I, I'm a Santos fan, dude. Oh, I remember dude. that. I was going to bring it up, Dan. I was just going <laughs> to bring it up. I remember seeing the guy where I used to go scrimmage, and it looked like the newspaper ad. <laughs> the, 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 you know, like the ad like, section. Like the, like the back page of the, of, the, of the LA Observer or something? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Like... I, people would talk shit, man, because I would still wear it, you know? <laughs> Uh, you were walking billboard. Fuck yeah, it was terrible, man. Like, because like it even, it even had obituaries. You know, you know how like the, the guys are. You know, they 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 smell blood in the water, and then they just all start like piling on, just piling one joke after another. So yeah, I, I endured that a few times. No, no, Dan. Now, luckily, is is that the uh, is that the is that the bad Dan? Goal. Sure. Oh. Yeah. Yes. Um, well, no, the, the the first one I think that I have is really old. You know, I don't want to say uh, bad. Then that, that's a that's a poor reference. How about the fat the, the Jim Morrison the Jim Morrison in Miami Dan shirt? Okay, um, is that better? Honduras almost equalized. How about Jim Morrison with the beard? The the big one, yeah. It, it had a lot. Of, it had a lot of. It was around the same time that the El Homie was on the team. Just to give you a frame, right? I don't know what year that was, but that, when he was on the team, that's that's when uh, I was at my. Uh, so when you were passing out the yard, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, we've all passed out in the yard, Dan. It's okay. I yeah. except for cheeky. I, I remember being, uh, hitting two forty, and I was like two forty, and just thinking, "It's like, all right, I guess I'm going to be like." seriously fat my entire life i mean that's just my fate somehow um i, I lost it so i was able to, to squeeze into a medium at one point now i'm just a large man i gotta tell you i, I know we like talking about my sizes <laughs> well yeah, because because you, you've you metamorphosized into, into who you are today so it's you should be proud of what you you know speaking of which of so the jerseys out I'm, I'm tempted of buying the away jersey it's all awesome. yeah, really nice. Oh, that one's really nice. I haven't seen the uh, the Chivas. Have they released the Chivas away jersey yet? Yeah, it's it's similar in color to the Santos one. Really? What color is that? Like a like it's, a? It's like a black blue like a chartreuse. Like a dark. A oh, dark like, a navy, like a navy blue. Yeah. But I think the Santos one is nicer. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I shouldn't laugh. That was funny as hell. Oh my god! It is. They just did. A, they did a lot better with the design. No, I'm talking about what just happened on the screen. Oh, with uh, uh, oh, Juan Carlos Osorio. 
Did you see it, Cheekies? Yeah. Did he catch him passing notes again? No, no, no. He uh, he came to uh, to congratulate uh, Desi Maria. <laughs> <laughs> but he just like, like whacked those. Hey, you know we won, and this one else just he, he like jumped out of his. That's he was so mental he didn't even understand the game was over. He was well, so uh, Mexico advances to the semifinals. Uh, they uh, kind of held on there at the end. Uh, the, the last couple of changes were were defensive in nature. They brought on Dedos and and. Uh, I forget who the other guy was. Oh, and then and, uh, and uh, Chaka to shore up the back, and they got the one zero win, and they advance. And so, I don't think one zero is going to be enough to uh, to call off the dogs. So we'll, we'll start with uh, the top dog here in, in this. Uh, so Joel one uh, zero, not enough, right? He's Osorio's still firmly on the on the hot seat. Yeah, I don't think this justifies. I mean, he's not getting sacked over this. You know, um, there is there's there's talk already. I know people, Should, uh, some people were hoping for. Yeah, I was gonna say know. like I think at this point, if he gets fired, it's got nothing to do with what's going on on the field. Yeah, they're just waiting for an excuse. Uh, well, excuse. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. they're excuse. just gonna they're just gonna do it if, if that's if that's the route they're gonna take. Uh, because. I mean, <clears throat> If you're being objective about it, he is playing with, uh, I mean, League MX teams didn't allow a lot of players to, uh, and, and, the and reinforcements. Then, uh, allow me to interject there. So the, he just came out and saved, and he blamed that on the FMF. And so, so there's, there's right there, that's where it's starting some problems because, um, uh, well, it's, it's a little, Back and forth as to as to why why that didn't happen, and the clubs were saying, for example, like Tigres loaned out Dan um, Jurgen Dam, and he was saying he called him up just because he uh, the other guy got injured. What difference does that make? <clears throat> I at least in my opinion, I'm like if you get well, called, up, you get called up, was. They should have said from the very beginning so that they don't have to run into these situations. Like, okay, you're going to have one team for the Confed Cup, and you're going to have one team for Liga MX, for one team, rather, for, for the Gold Cup. And you, you can't have a guy play two tournaments. Now, I know that they've, they've had that in the past, but I think that the situations there were, you know, were, were a little well, different. But I, well, another thing, too, though, as far as like some of the teams, like, because really what we're talking about is two games, we're talking about a week. Now, I think this goes back to earlier points we've we've made and criticisms we've made about the league is, is how disorganized it is. If you know that this, these tournaments are, are running, I mean, the schedules are out. You know when the games are going to be played. Why not just push the Liga MX by one or two weeks? Right, and then have a couple of going out to make up for the time if you need to get out. And they can, they can, and they can go back to having – I mean, I, you cannot – are we finished? Sounds like you could you are you guys old enough to remember the days where you, when you had to f- fix your parents' drinks with the ice bucket and the ice and the ice cubes, or was there, or did they already have the ice coming out of the fridge at that point? We had ice trays. <laughs> I had ice trays. Yeah, yeah. Well, I had ice trays too. Just uh, 
there's just an unmistakable sound of, of taking ice out of 